Hello, my lovely, and welcome to the ADHD Entrepreneur. My name is Carrie, and I'm your host and the chief weirdo of Carrie Out Loud. I'm so glad that you found the podcast. And as a woman with ADHD who mentors women with ADHD, I am here to help you harness the traits you contend with and show you how to work with them and not against them. So that way your business will grow and thrive with a lot less stress and overwhelm and you can have a lot more fun. So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. Let's get started. See you on the inside. Hello, my lovely, and welcome back to the ADHD Entrepreneur My name is Carrie, and I am your host. Thank you for returning. If you're new around here, welcome. Um, Like I said, my name is Carrie, and I am a business mentor and a life coach, and I specialize in women with ADHD. The reason why you will know, you will notice that I have ADHD episodes, and those are specific just to ADHD and business episodes that are more specific to ADHD women who do business is because I feel like it is a holistic approach to business, understanding your ADHD, understanding how to manage it, understanding what feelings and things that can come with it, especially if you're newly diagnosed, um, which we'll be talking about today. (laughs) And, um, I just feel like it's a holistic thing. It's not just the nuts and bolts of building the business. It's understanding yourself, working with that growth mindset, which ADHDers have. We want to learn. We want, we're constantly learning and growing and, and, and want to be educated on new and different things. And that's essentially what a, a growth mindset is, is wanting to know more. And it's not about that quote unquote, doing the work kind of thing. It's knowing yourself being able to manage what you contend with as a human, what you contend with in your business. And so it's kind of a choose your own adventure. So if you do not have a business of any kind, find the ADHD specific podcast episodes, and that is all ADHD information. Um, I am not a therapist. I am not a doctor. I am just a woman who has had experience with ADHD as Uh, myself. And I have my own diagnosis later in life. And I work with a lot of women with ADHD. I see common threads and things that come up in my mentoring and coaching. And so I bring that here. I bring that here to the podcast because I feel like it's very important to focus on all of the aspects of the human, the whole human. That's what holistic means. You know, it means the whole person. Um, and yeah, so let's go ahead and get into today's topic, which I'm really, I'm happy to bring you because I have some friends who've recently been diagnosed with ADHD and are starting on medication or who've already been diagnosed with ADHD for a while who are also starting on medication. (laughs) This is not an episode about medication, but This is an episode about one of the biggest emotions that women can feel either leading up to their diagnosis or after their diagnosis. And this is a thread that no matter which woman I speak with, when she gets a diagnosis, this thread is fairly common. This anger, 
and rage. So some women will experience it before they get their diagnosis because they don't understand. It's like, okay, I have this mental health issue, which I'll address that in a moment. And, you know, all their life or as long as they've been diagnosed with anxiety or depression or, you know, there are certain other diagnoses that are actually ADHD as well. Um, they believe they've had this diagnosis, maybe even taken medication for it. My personal story is I was <laughs> diagnosed with anxiety and depression for over a decade, took medications, different medications for it for over a decade, only to figure out that ADHD had been the main factor the entire time. And now I take meds for ADHD. And my anxiety is basically on a scale of one to 10, where it used to be, a, you know, a, a 72. It's like, it's like a one or two now. And it's usually when it's supposed to be, when you're supposed to be anxious, you're walking late at night and somebody's following you, you know, your fight or flight kicks in. That's normal. It's normal to be anxious before a test. It's, you know, like the, those are the normal times. But when it comes to anxiety, the clinical anxiety, it's 24 seven, 365, and it disrupts your life, right? Now, before I get into this topic further. I want to clarify something that if you have ADHD or if you suspect it, that you may not connect, but I want to connect this dot for you. ADHD is in what's called the DSM-5. That is the book of mental illness and mental um, diagnoses that doctors will look at and go to when they uh, are diagnosing somebody with a mental health condition. Now, ADHD is in there. And oftentimes, ADHD has comorbidities. The, high, the, the top one that it has is anxiety. It comes with that because we can't really figure out, like, there's pieces that don't fit. We don't understand why. There are certain parts of ourselves we may not understand. It's like, why am I like this? Why can't I just do X, Y, Z? You've heard me say those things before. So what I want to connect for you right now is that ADHD is a neurological condition. Neurological. That means it's part of your neurology, not your mental health, even though mental health issues can come with it. But it is a neurological condition. We have areas of our brain that are underdeveloped, that are not functioning at their, all pistons are not firing in that, in those areas. And it's very important to distinguish the fact that it is a neurological condition because when people go to take medication for it, a lot of time there's a stigma of anti-anxiety meds or antidepressant meds. There should be no stigma on any of that anyway, but there is. And um, the reality is if uh, this is an example I'll give, and some of you may understand this on a deeper level, but if you have diabetes and you need insulin, you take insulin. It levels out the issues that come with diabetes. It manages the diabetes, right? ADHD medications, which are oftentimes stimulants, but not always. There are ADHD meds that are not stimulants, but stimulants are the 
most effective across the board is treat that is to treat a neurological condition just like diabetes is a condition as well so ADHD will come or does possibly come with other issues some people have complex PTSD alongside with it. Some people have anxiety. Some people have depression. Some people are diagnosed with OCD or bipolar, and it turns out it's ADHD. Again, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, but I was talking to my therapist, and we were chatting about it, and she did share with me that she knew women who had originally been diagnosed with bipolar and with OCD, where it ended up being ADHD. And they got the proper medication for it, and they were able to actually manage it when the other medications hadn't been working. So these are all things to keep in mind. And these are not the exception. These are not the rule. It's just, it's a very touchy subject, right? You have to have the right person taking a look and helping you with your diagnosis. So one of the things that women who have ADHD who get diagnosed later in life can contend with, as I was saying earlier, is anger or rage. And sometimes it becomes before and they're like, why am I like this? Why am I feeling this way? And we'll start to investigate what's going on and end up figuring out it's ADHD because of hormone fluctuation that messes with your brain, your brain chemistry and your neurological system. Um, and that's very important to note. Um, the other times I notice that women get diagnosed with ADHD is after having children because all of their coping mechanisms are no longer, uh, working for them. And that's because they now have to care for another human or when their own child gets diagnosed because it's hereditary. Sometimes the doctor will ask, who has ADHD in your family? And uh, I don't know. And it ends up being the mom, right? So, and then usually around menopause or perimenopause, right? So here are a couple of the reasons why the rage comes up afterwards. Because you can content, some people get their ADHD diagnosis and they are just relieved and they just keep moving forward. And not everyone can do that because some people have other emotions that come into play that they have to contend with, go to therapy for, and deal with. I had to do that. I had to do that. I had a therapist for a few months straight every week to really hone in on my anger, my grief, all of the feelings that I felt after, you know, four decades plus, almost five decades of life and and having this my entire life. And the reality is, is that our medical system hasn't caught up yet. I mean, this literally in the 80s was seen as a little boy bouncing off the wall when in fact, girls had it too. We just exhibited it very differently. And so there's an entire generation segment um, that kind of crosses over different generations like millennials, Gen, Gen X, you know, like there's those of us in those areas that tend to be the ones who are the later in life diagnosed people. So one of the reasons that women may feel anger is, or, or even rage is that 
undiagnosed ADHD has all of these unresolved emotions and you, you don't quite understand why you you can't figure out what's going on. So when you finally get diagnosed, you get angry because you're like, this has been the thing the whole time. How could I have not figured out this soon this out sooner? How could my medical professionals not have figured this out sooner? Well, as you've heard in other episodes I've done, they're undertrained. They're not trained. There's no real adult criteria for ADHD. Um, there are a few really good books by people who have deeply studied ADHD, who are doctors and PhDs, you know, that, that have really gone deeper into adults, but not a ton in the medical community. Very, very under-informed, especially when it comes to women. Another reason why rage or anger may show up is all of a sudden you are overwhelmed because you are suddenly very aware, very aware of all of the aspects of your life that ADHD has impacted. So suddenly you've gone from identifying as maybe a person with anxiety. I have anxiety and you've just resolved that it's anxiety and you're an anxious human. And then you all of a sudden are told, even if you seek the diagnosis, by the way, I'm just telling you this is what happened to me too. I sought out my diagnosis and yet still had all these emotions attached to it. And that sudden awareness that explains so much can be overwhelming. And so it can come out in being annoyed, being angry. The next is struggling with your self-identity. You're reassessing who you are now through the who you are through the lens of ADHD as opposed to perhaps other things you were diagnosed. And that can lead to anger and frustration and annoyance. I mean, we're human, right? We're going to have these feelings. This is one I experienced big time, resentment towards the medical community. I felt let down and dismissed by healthcare professionals before I actually finally got to the right person who could assess me. And I hear that story over and over and over and over again, <laughs> because the medical system lets down women quickly uh, and go right to, oh, it's a mental health issue. Directly for women, it's like, nope, it's a mental health issue. Like that's the first thing because we internalize it. So then it appears to be a mental health issue when really it's not. And so we will have some resentment towards our doctors. <laughs> I let my doctor have it <laughs> in, in that kind of like Southern sweet kind of way, even though I'm not Southern, where it's like, um, I hope you have the day you deserve and bless your heart and all that stuff. Uh, I spoke to him as kindly as I could, but I asked him very pointed questions about his knowledge and his training. And like, I think I've spoken about this in other episodes and he just really had no answers for me. And talked about TikTok and some other stuff. It was just, it was, it was wild to listen to this shit come out of like a medical professional's mouth. But anywho, another thing that can cause anger, frustration, or rage is adjusting to new treatment regimens. So medication, therapy, changing some of your lifestyle habits 
can temporarily really heighten emotions. Um, and when your emotions are heightened, <laughs> anger and rage can surface much quicker um, because everything feels highlighted and it feels like you're making all of these changes at one time and it feels a, like a lot. You're a human. Yes, it's going to feel like a lot. You're allowed to have these emotions. And hormonal changes, which I've talked about before. But fluctuations around your monthly cycle or menopause can really intensify ADHD system symptoms and emotional responses to things. So that would include rage. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily saying that this is something you're going to feel. Some women feel grief, sadness, relief. Um, curiosity. There are positive things that we feel, uh, validation of what we knew to be true, that there was something else going on and we weren't being listened to. We weren't being heard. And I will tell you, the women who are getting diagnosed later in life, here's what I'll say to you, because this is what I say to myself. And I think that this will carry over. Good for you for never giving up on yourself. Good for you for continuing to dig and try to figure out what in the holy hell was going on. When you knew it was more than simply anxiety or depression or, or, or. When you knew that some of your symptoms or some of the things you contend with every single day do not fall under the category of which you had been placed. And for being brave enough, for being brave enough to seek out additional answers, to ask questions. I was doing a coffee talk with a possible new client, and she asked me questions about ADHD specifically about my medication experience and my diagnosis experience. And she asked me a bunch of questions and it was oh so common to me because the doctors give you your diagnosis, a prescription if you want that and nothing else. Many times. Some doctors are good enough to offer you some therapy. <laughs> Duh. So you can process what's happening, but that is not the majority. That's why I do ADHD life coaching. It's not about just talking about the, the things that you can do to manage your ADHD in your life. It's also about being listened to. Life coaching is about being heard and coming up with solutions that will work for you based on your brain, not based on me telling you what to do, but me empowering you to take a look and see what things work for you, right? So it's not about telling you who to be. It's about you discovering more of who you are. <laughs> and um, I will end on this note. I was talking with a girlfriend of mine who I've known since 2020. Actually, I think I've known her before. And she had met me through a woman's group. 
And I happened to wildly enough have dinner with her uh, in person for the first time because we had met through Instagram through our um, women's group. And she happened to be, we happened to be having dinner the day I was diagnosed. So besides the hubs, she was the first person I told. And I just spoke with her in person recently as well. Her name is Katie. And Katie and I were talking and she said, when we first met, you were always in your room, in your bed, on the computer, in the meetings. You were always working in there and, you know, doing everything in there. And then she said, look at where you are now. You are sitting next to a giant window in what I call the work nook, which is this cute little area I have where I have my desk and everything um, out in the middle of this big, beautiful, bright room living my life. Not just barely surviving. And I was also talking to the hubs about this too. I said, you know, for so long, I really was not living life. I was clawing my way through it. And when I figured out I had ADHD and then took the next steps to get medication and figure out which medication was right and which dosage, which I take Ritalin, extended relief, 40 milligrams, and I will say it loud and proud because <laughs> I have no problem. There is no TMI when it comes to me. If you have a damn question, come into my DMs and ask it. This is full permission, full transparency. I will tell you anything you want to know about my story or stories of other women, not their you know exact story and name or anything like that, but you know, I will share the common threads, the common questions. When somebody asks me, I get asked the same handful of questions over and over and over again. Because we all have the same things that go in our head when we finally get this diagnosis, right? But having somebody to ask those questions to, because, you know, the people around you may not fully get it. They may not fully understand what's going on. They may not fully understand um, the emotions you're going through. They may not understand what it's like to be on the medication. They may not understand what it's like when the medication warrior's off. Like, don't ask me anything important before 8 a.m. or after, say, 6, 6.30. Because I use extended release. And that is my focus time. My money spot is like between 11 and 4. But I can function like a fully functional human being <laughs> and have joy. And like this weekend, we're going to Santa Barbara with our family. They have had this event several times. Guess who just stayed home for no reason other than, eh, I just don't want to go. So my husband would go with my whole family and I would stay home. What in the whole entire fuck? But I just, I felt like, I was, I had feet that were made of lead and like I couldn't set myself free. And then finally 
with the process that I just shared with you between getting the diagnosis, the medications, the therapy, and just taking this by the balls and saying, I am looking at this through a strength-focused lens, and that's how I'm going to walk through my life. Because you do get to choose that. You do get to choose that. There are people who will tell you you don't, but it's it's bullshit. You do get to choose how you look at what you contend with. You get to choose how you manage it. You have a lot of choices. Once you have the information, then you have a lot of options. So that's all I wanted to share today was just about how sometimes when you first get a diagnosis, you may feel many different emotions. And I have spoken to this previously, but anger and rage, um, those do come up for some women. And so if that happens to be you or it happens to you soon or eventually, just know this. You're going to get to the other side of those feelings. You're walking across a bridge right now, but there is the other side of that bridge. And it's so much better over here. It's so much better over here. It takes time. It takes time. But you will get there. Thank you, promise. <laughs> and with that, I see you. I love you. I believe you. And I hope that you have a lovely day. <laughs> and I'm rooting for you always. I'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, thank you for listening all the way through the episode. And I would like to ask a little favor of you because I'm trying to get to as many women with ADHD as possible. Please like, share, subscribe, give a five-star review. And you could even post a screenshot in your stories and tag me so that I can thank you because the more women that this podcast gets to, the more we can help women like us. So thank you so much for sticking around till the end. And I hope you have a great day. I'll see you next time. Bye.